Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Hoop Life with Sean and Sean podcast. I'm your host, Sean B. Taylor. And I'm your host, Sean C. Taylor, coming to you live with another episode of the Hoop Life Sean Sean podcast, episode two, or no, episode 17 of season two, and episode 50. Oh, snap. Of the Hoop Life podcast, just not from season two, but episode 50, our 50th episode. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> the cringy air horn. Yo, so what's the title? What's the title of the podcast? Well, get, it was Get Rich or Die Trying. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the 50 Cent album. That's right. From 50 studio debut album way before Sean. Well, actually just a few years before you were born. You said 02? No, 03. February of 03. So three years. Yeah, so when I was my senior year of college playing basketball, we had that ding 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 I wish y'all could see my son looking at me right now. But yeah, Get Richard Died Trying was a mega album 50 Cent put out and we figured we're like it's our 50th podcast. Mm-hmm. People my age will get the reference, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, I man, bet. This has been a blessing, man. Less than two years in, we've put out 50 podcast episodes. That's crazy. Speaking of Get Rich or Die Trying, we have generated $8.13 in revenue from our podcast. That's not bad. That's not. That's more than zero. That's more than zero, it right? Is. So. $8.13, that's a whole value meal. If you go out here, you hungry, go get you a sandwich, some fries and a drink. Boom. Yeah, and plus we get like 10 plays. So I'm assuming that, you know, a lot of the same people are usually listening. So it's a strong fan base too. That's Hey, look, I like that. A loyal fan base. So thank y'all so much. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate you guys. 50 episodes in, you know, doing great because of y'all. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, also another crazy stat. I saw that there are actually... About 850,000 podcasts out there. This was as as of January of 2021. Mm. So we are one of 800, a community of 850,000, which, which I'm sure is more now, probably 900,000 people out here just letting their voices be heard. I mean, that's not a, a whole lot of people. Like, it is, but it isn't. I get what you mean. It is, but it isn't. Like, yeah. compared to, like, the whole rest of the world, you got, like, what, like, almost eight. No, almost like seven billion. Yeah, well, it's I think it's over seven billion. Might be close to eight. Yeah, yeah, we out here so, procreating. It's a lot of folks out here, man. So yeah, just you know, we out there. We we out we out here. Yeah. And I want to shout my son out because I'm not sure, but he may hold the record for most podcast episodes for a 14 year old. I'm just saying. And that, I mean, because, you know, there's a lot of people doing the YouTube and whatever, but strictly podcasts. I would say this, definitely. I would, like, I'd be willing to bet on this. You have the most NBA-related podcast for a 14-year-old. Somebody, somebody Google that. Check that. Hit Bing, some, whatever. Yo, but listen. We love the, the fans, the, the listeners, whatever you want to call them, the family, the community that we've built. We're very appreciative. Like you said, we're doing it. Um, we're, we're able to make $8.13 because of them, because of you guys. So thanks so much. Yeah. And with that said, let's get right into it, man. So what are, like, what's your favorite memory so far from doing the podcast over the past two years? Or, like, what are some of your favorite memories? Does something jump out for you? Well, um, I remember when we did the, the Kobe Bryant episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, that was, you know, a good episode. You know, we kind of just... 
hopped on, you know, just kind of out of, out of the blue. Um, and, you know, we just, you know, did the episode, sat down, did it real quick. Yeah. And, you know. We just, the first Kobe episode. Yeah. We, we did another one after that. Yeah, because we, we had to do that. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be a yearly thing, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to. And then um, I know we've done, like, an all-star game. Yeah. Um, podcast episode. I think that um, that one was pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, some of the episodes. And then I was the one where the Lakers took home the, the championship. I knew you were going to say that. I knew yeah. you going to say that. Yeah, you brought it up before that. And I was like, oh, yeah, we did do episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was like, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely those three up there for, you know, like my favorite moments mm-hmm. while doing this podcast. And um, maybe sometimes the cringing noises. Because it, it'd be funny. <laughs> it is funny. It is funny. That's true. That's true. Because you do laugh, and you you not the type to laugh unless something's actually funny to you. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess thank you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> well, I mean, those are some good memories. Definitely got two Laker related references in there. Or memories in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me. Well, I'm sorry. Were you done? Mm, yeah. Okay. For me, um, the Kobe one definitely stands out for sure. Mm-hmm. But I would say, and this might, I don't know if this counts, but since it's our podcast, I'm going to make it count. Before we did our first episode, and Uncle Victor, shout out to Uncle Victor, was helping us get set up with mics and all that. And he took some good pictures because Uncle Victor is a very talented uh, photographer and videographer, storyteller, just super creative person. Definitely. And yeah, he was just kind of like taking some pictures and kind of showing us some things and just like going through that whole process of getting started with you, with my son, I was just like, wow, this is, this is great. Like we're actually going to do this. Yeah. You know? And then going back and looking at some of the pictures, because again, Uncle Victor's a professional photographer. They just came out super dope. Yeah. And like, we just look really happy in those pictures and you know, it's just something I, I enjoy every every last one of these episodes with you, son. I really do. Yeah, um, me too. Because your basketball knowledge is very high, and you're just a good dude. And it's like this is my son actually doing something that he loves to do, and something that I love to do, and the game that we both love. And it's just great. It's just you know, sorry to get all sappy, but yeah, <laughs> I would say probably the the lead up to actually starting the podcast. Yeah. Oh, one more. The one episode we did with uh, Mr. Cooper. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah, Mr. Cool. That yeah. that was one of our better episodes. Yeah, that was yeah. a banging episode, and we did a dope one with Uncle Trey. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, which I don't know if we're gonna get into that later, but we got we got a we're gonna watch a game with Uncle Trey next week, so it should get interesting. Yeah, or at least probably. Um, I, me personally, I'm hoping that Uncle Trey don't even have to come over for the game, <laughs> but but you know, like. Cause, Cause, I'm just gonna be like almost leaning on the edge, kind of. But right, you know, whole like, time. Yeah, but um, yeah, it should be pretty fun, I yeah. think, and it's gonna be intense. Um, and yeah, and if if you know me, Uncle Trey, he's a big Curry fan, at least. Yeah, and we're talking about Lakers versus Warriors, a potential playing game. Yeah, sorry, we kind of didn't explain that, but yeah, and and I'm a big Lakers fan, so it, it does get intense because both of us, you know, like to you know clash. Yeah. Yeah, they are definitely, and I'm going to hit you with an SAT word, they're definitely interlocutors. They go back and forth. They're great debaters, so to speak. Kind of like Uncle Quillen and myself. Shout out to my, my boy, Uncle Quillen. They just mm-hmm. bought a house, too, so congratulations, my guy. Congrats. Um, but, yeah, 
that I think those are some pretty dope memories. We've made a lot of great memories in less than two years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's kind of crazy for real. Okay. It is kind of crazy. Yeah. And so now it's like we're 50 episodes in. Like we're like some seasoned veterans. Right. We're just, you know what I'm saying? We, we're just, we in here. We, okay. Y'all move over because we in here. But no, in all seriousness, um, you know, we've learned a lot. Definitely. Mm-hmm. We have a lot more to learn. And last episode, we talked about how we both kind of agreed that this was kind of like, I don't know if it was a, a changing of the guard type season, mm-hmm. but there, it definitely, there was like transitional vibes in the air because yeah. Giannis is starting to really come on and, and really develop to the point that he's starting to maximize his potential, right? You mm-hmm. got a lot of young guys like Zion, <coughs> excuse me, Zion uh, Williamson, uh, John Morant, that mm-hmm. young class. You got the, the boys out in Boston, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Even though we just learned he's out for the season, yeah, broken wrist, man. So that sucks for them. Prayers mm-hmm. up for him. Um, but it's just a lot of there's a lot of things in flux right now, right? Yeah. And so, with that being said, LeBron has obviously been out for a while with the hurt ankle. He came back mm-hmm. for a couple games and he went back out. Mm-hmm. And you see. AD, even though he started slow, he's back and now he's killing. Yeah, last two games, yeah. I was like, AD. Right? This this is it right here. Yeah, so he's looking really good, right? Mm-hmm. Then you go out to the the East Coast and mm-hmm. you see, like I mentioned, you got guys like Giannis, Embiid, right? Who's mm-hmm. going to either win MVP or come in second place, right? Mm-hmm. But then you got to do like... The Eastern Conference Player of the Week, Russell Westbrook, right? Russell Westbrook. Is like, he's old. He's 31, 32 years old. He is killing people. Yeah. This dude is killing. He's got the Wizards rocking and rolling, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what? what is your... There, again, a lot of things in flux. What is your favorite storyline right now or the hottest player? Like, what, what are you seeing right now when you look at this NBA landscape? Well, I mean, playing tournaments about to be, you know, pretty like yeah, it's gonna be lit. They say with the, I don't even know if y'all said it anymore. Sorry. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be intense. You <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> can't stop laughing now. Come on, man. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to throw you off. All right. Well, it's going to be intense. Uh, I would have liked to see Celtics fully healthy versus the Wizards. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, maybe this. I, I don't know if it evens things up because I thought the matchup would have been very even in the first place. Okay. I know a lot of people might disagree with that, but I do. A lot of Celtics fans. Matt Phipps. Hey, love you, bro. Sorry, man. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, dang, you just calling him out like that. <laughs> That's my boy, though. That's one of my great debaters. Another one. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so I think the playing tournament's about to be really nice. Um I know the other day we just had Lamelo Ball versus Lonzo. Oh yeah, that was yesterday. That was a great game. It was a great game. Yeah, that like that 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 came down to the wire. I, w- I won't yeah. lie, there was a lot of shot missing. There was down yeah. the stretch. Yeah, and there was you know I liked the way the Russ officiated down the stretch. Yeah, they let him play. Yeah, so I think that was cool. So hey, I, hey, real quick, I'm sorry. What about your boy though? You have been telling me about this guy, and then I got to see him firsthand for myself or listen to him firsthand. The guy from the Hornets, uh, the play by play guy Eric Collins. Yeah, Eric Collins, <laughs> the the commentator. Right? That 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 that's his name, right? Yeah, Eric, Eric Collins. Yeah, Eric Collins. Like he 
he be going crazy. And, and, <laughs> That's and he, hilarious. Yeah, he's been getting like he's probably like really trend trending right now. He is. Like if you search yeah. him up because like over this past year, people just started love the um love that guy because yeah. just like you know whenever. Like Miles Bridges gets a dunk or something, or like Lamelo make a great pass. He's like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> right? Like just screaming into the mic. Like you know, he he does his job very well. And he takes it very seriously. Yeah, yeah, and you know, everybody messes with him now. So. Yeah, and I think it's great timing too because of COVID and there's no fans there or limited fans. So mm-hmm. he really makes it more intense. I mean, yesterday I forget who made the shot for New Orleans. And he said something to the effect of, oh, that was like a sharp stick through the eye. Yeah. <laughs> I left for like 10 minutes off of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that is like, when I see, when I visualize a sharp stick through the eye, obviously I'm thinking of like the most searing pain ever. Yeah. And it's like you said, he takes it so seriously because he's like, I mean, he literally just hit a jump shot, but it was like a really big jump shot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so. Yeah, so. Yeah, he he's that dude. Yeah, he he, is. he really is that dude. We gotta start. We gonna start reaching out to some of these uh, some folks to to come on the podcast too, not just celebrities, but having even more of our family members like yeah. Coop having Coop on and having uh, Uncle Trey. So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So you're saying that? So hold on, what was your what was your thing when you look at the NBA landscape? Did you have one thing? It was kind of like a number of things. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a number of things. I mean, the season's kind of winding down. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of been stressful with how the Lakers have been. Like, it, it really has been. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at least LeBron's probably coming back tomorrow. So, right. I guess that's something. Uh, the Wizards, obviously. Um, Hottest think, team in the league. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons why I wish Jalen Brown was still healthy is because I really did believe that the Wizards, like, even with the Celtics fully healthy, they can beat them. You you have been saying that for a while. So yeah, yeah, straight up. Like I I really do think that. Yeah. Um. Now, um, I think now like even for like Celtics fans, it you know does cause a bit of a scare, and it's like now the Wizards, it's like they really do have a chance in in their minds at least. I hope. Right. And um, now I think that actually kind of puts the the Wizards over the edge. Mm. You know. Like maybe maybe narrowly, but like you know, I I really do think now that yeah. is really was putting them over the edge, especially with how hot they've been. Yeah, and it's just like you know, I love how the way they play. And they and the reason why they win a lot of games because one Westbrook Westbrook is being a great leader, mm-hmm. and two they are fighting and they're playing hard every single game. That's a great point. Yeah, dude, you do. Oh, your boy Gafford. Oh, this guy's been amazing. Yeah, this, and I'm not gonna lie, no disrespect, Mister Gafford, but I was like. When we got you, I was like, who, who is this dude? Come yeah. on, man. The GM, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. And he don't, like, say a lot. But this dude, I love this dude. Yeah. I, I love the intensity that he brings. He battles on the boards. He plays defense. Like, mm-hmm. he just plays really, really hard, man. I, I like this guy a lot. Yeah. The only thing that's scaring me, though, is the other night, Bradley Bill had another 50-piece. Tell him, Brad, 50 out here. Right? Against, uh, was it Indiana? I think it was against Indiana that we beat in overtime. But Brad couldn't finish the game because he, he pulled his hamstring. So oh. I'm like, man, I really need for him to get all the treatment and come back because I'm with you, especially with Jalen Brown being out. I mean, Boston still has some some decent depth. Mm-hmm. But I think if we're fully healthy, I think if we're fully healthy and they're fully healthy, I think we could beat them anyways. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, like you said, 
with Jalen Brown being out, if we're fully healthy, that puts us over the top. We have the advantage. And especially the way that we're competing in Boston, we, we pointed this out a while ago. They just play kind of like lethargic. They're very yeah. lukewarm in their, their approach to the game. And I called out Brad Stevens. I think I may have even given him bank robber before. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Uncle Lenny. Shout out to Uncle Lenny, the new coach of Kennedy Cavaliers. Let's go. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was talking to him before this because they have a game tonight that I wish we could go to but we're going to miss. And he was talking about just instilling that intensity and making that the standard every single time. Yeah. So his players know every single time what's going to be tolerated what's going to not be tolerated, what the expectation is, and they can mm. almost kind of govern themselves, right? Mm. Because if they, if everyone knows what it is and the captains, they going they see somebody out of the line, they're going to check them first yeah. you know, before it even gets to him. But I just think that bringing that level of intensity and expectation is so critical to being successful. Yeah. Um, to be honest, last year and even this year, I saw a lot of that from um, – you know, championship caliber teams, or really like the Lakers. Oh God! Okay. Like, like, like the intensity, and it's like that really is you know what kind of sets the tone. Yeah. Like that, that intensity. If you come with that intensity, I mean, you got a good, um, at least pretty good, like, pretty solid, like, like group of players. Right. Then I think that you can. You can accomplish anything yeah. at any at any level. That's a great point. Yeah. That's like, a great point. And that's not just basketball. That's in life in general. Yeah. Whole life lesson right there. If you have people who are all on the same page and they're committed and they're committed to, you know, a certain vision and to giving their all every single time out, mm-hmm. like not to, to give your Lakers too much credit, but I agree with what you were saying about last year because you saw towards the end of the year um, in in the bubble more so how sharp their rotations were on mm-hmm. defense. I mean, their their rotations were great. It reminded yeah. me almost of, most recently, those uh, great Spurs teams in the early 2010s, right? Mm-hmm. When they had Duncan, Kawhi, <clears throat> excuse me, Parker and Ginobili. Duncan were obviously a little older, but they had some young blood in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember their rotations being very, very crisp. Mm-hmm. That's how the Lakers looked. Um Last year, and that's how the Wizards are looking this year. Mm-hmm. That's how the Bucks are starting to look oh, a yeah. little bit more. Philly, like yeah. you're looking at these rotations, you're saying, "Oh man, these guys are rotating. They're sharing the ball. The ball is popping." Like, yeah, yeah that level of intensity is, I, I agree, is very important. Yeah, they're trying to turn up before the playoffs just to see, you know, right? Like just to kind of get a feel, you know, playing on that high level. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great point. And so with you mentioned the the playing game or the playing tournament, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think Adam Silver, like this is like he couldn't have imagined this in his wildest dreams mm-hmm. that the Lakers and the Warriors could end up playing each other mm-hmm. in the first game of the playing tournament. Yeah, I told Uncle Trey yesterday when I talked to him, I said, because he's you know supposed to come over the game like we alluded to earlier, mm-hmm. if they stay locked in that. Seven and eight spot because right now the Lakers are in seven and the Warriors are in eight. I told Uncle Trey that's going to be the most watched game of the season by far. Yeah, by far. I don't care about the games before or games after, even the finals. LeBron versus Curry, especially the way Curry has been frying people. Yeah, I mean deep frying people. The night that Bradley Beal had fifty, Stephen Curry had forty nine in twenty nine minutes. 
Oh, God. Yeah, right? Like, it's just, and I watch the highlights. I mean, the thing that, that just is remarkable to me about Steph Curry, I mean, he's just a remarkable player. And I, I kind of got on him earlier in the season because I felt like he wasn't leading the way that he needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that really stands out to me is not only his ability to elevate his game because he is a champion, mm-hmm. but his level of ridiculous shot making. Mm-hmm. Like, when I think it can't get any more ridiculous, he makes a shot, and I'm like, I don't even know what that was. Like, how yeah. did you have the audacity to shoot that? Yeah, I mean, Steph Curry, I mean, it's not even audacity. It's just, you know what, I'm on a whole different level. Y'all y'all have never seen anything like this. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm about, about to show y'all something new. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, because Dame, I love Dame, right? Mm. And Dame, they said the other day that he's got the most 30-footers 30-foot uh, three-pointers made this season, right? Mm. And I'm like, that's cool. But a lot of times, Dame is either coming off a screen mm-hmm. and shooting something deep, which is, I'm not taking nothing away from Dame at all. That's a ridiculous shot, right? Mm-hmm. Or he's just coming right over half court mm-hmm. and the defense is laying back and he pulls up, which, again, is a ridiculous shot. But mm-hmm. Steph is like, in and out, in and out, cross, tween, behind the back step. Like, he does some crazy combination. Yeah. And then he hits the jump shot. Yeah. And I'm just like, what am I watching right now? Yeah, it'd be crazy. Like, I'm sure his brother, Seth Curry, not to just say his brother, but Seth Curry, who's also a very good player, he could probably outshoot 99.999% of the world. Yeah. And Steph Curry's, like, still a, a, like a markedly better shooter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's just it's mind-boggling. Yeah, it really makes you wish you still had something like it, Bradley. Oh, you're talking about for the Lakers. Yeah. So what do you think about that game, though? Like, what do you – I mean, obviously, I know who you want to win, but do you think that the Warriors have a chance to to knock the Lakers off? I do think the Warriors do have a chance, but it also depends on the way that LeBron comes back. Right. Like, if LeBron comes back, like, 50%, then we, we could be in some trouble. Yeah. Like, we should definitely be in some trouble. Right. And Anthony Davis does have to stay healthy too. Like they, they both have to have to stay healthy. Right. And we have to make sure not like all of our players are just out and stuff. Like shooter need to be back there too. Yeah. To make sure he playing some defense. Then Caruso come off the bench. You know, mm-hmm. like we need to have guards. You know, to especially guard someone like Curry. Mm-hmm. And then you know they have Ubre and Wiggins, two good defensive wings. Right. You know, so they're. They'd probably be some capable defenders against LeBron in that series. That's a good point. At least that's that's what I'm thinking. If they come out with that dog, because I haven't really seen too much of that from them. That's a good point. But if like if they come out and like just at least do their job, right? Then then that's fine. And then you know just if they can limit Anthony Davis, then the Warriors definitely do have a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Or like if Anthony Davis is off or something, like the Warriors definitely have a shot. Right. But at the same time, if the Lakers come back a hundred percent, yeah. Then that, yeah, it, it's gonna be really tough for the Warriors. Like Curry's gonna have to go out and have like his best game, yeah. of like, like ever. Yeah, I, I don't know, like sixty plus. Right now, that, I mean that's a good point. I I still think because a lot of folks have been panicking about the Lakers, right? And we said early when AD and LeBron went out, right? Mm-hmm. We said they could drop significantly because yeah. you can't take the two best players off of any team for 15, 20, 25 games mm. and think you're going to keep winning. Like, no team can sustain that, right? Yeah. And they obviously dropped. 
But I still think that at full strength, the Lakers are the best team in the league, right? They're the best combination of talent, experience, championship medal, like whatever you want to call it. I think they're they're the best team. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that they still come out the West. With that said, Curry, to your point earlier, he he's he's different. Like he's doing something different. I'm yeah. like I almost feel bad for ever criticizing him. Um, not to say that I was like overly critical of him, mm-hmm. but then he just does things, and not even just the shot making, the motor that he has yeah. because he's the engine. Like Draymond does most of the facilitating, but yeah. Steph is the engine because he's always moving, and because you have to. It reminds me almost like uh, of when I hear great players talk about Jordan. They mm-hmm. said part of the reason he was so great is because you had to honor every fake mm-hmm. because he could score from anywhere. Yeah. And Steph can shoot from anywhere. So yeah. it's like you have to honor. If he goes to the cor- corner of the corner, you have to run with him. Yeah. Right? And it's hard for one person to do it. I do think that that the Lakers are the team that can do it, though. Mm-hmm. But it's one game. That's what makes this so intense. And that's, I think the Warriors have one, too. No, but I'm saying... In that particular game, yeah. right? It's just one game. And that's why we named our last episode May Madness instead of March Madness. Because mm-hmm. it's like just one game. And then the Lakers... No, I'm sorry. The Warriors only have to win one game. Mm. Yeah, because the winner of the 7-8 game gets the 7 seed. Mm. The loser of the 7-8 game has to play the winner of the 9-10 game. Yeah. So, yeah, the Warriors would only... Whoever plays in that game, whoever wins, I'm sorry... They're in the playoffs in the seventh seed. Yeah. Right. So it's like that's we've never seen this before in the NBA. Yeah. I I'm gonna need the Warriors to go cold a little <laughs> bit just so we can get like Grizzlies or like Spurs. Right. Because right. You know we definitely I think we can definitely beat them. But also another thing with the Warriors is that if the Lakers like I really feel like the Lakers are gonna come out with some really like good strategy against Curry. Yeah. That might work and like you know that might really be critical in that first half. Maybe he starts to kind of figure it out in the second half. Right. Um, but the Warriors rotation players got to hit shots. They do. Because the Lakers, I think they're going to come out hitting some shots. You know, they got players like Ben McElmore, KCP, who are, who are just snipers. Right. Um, on occasion, Wes Matthews. Right. He, he, on occasion. On, on occasion, he can be well. I, I mean... He actually, like, these last two games that I've seen, he actually hasn't been playing bad. Was, yeah, he's been playing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, Wes Matthews, yeah, him, too. Um, like, the late uh, – and then, you know, you got um, Schroeder. Yeah. You know, obviously, he's going to help, you know, run the offense a little right. bit, not, you know, just someone like LeBron. Right. Caruso's going to be on Curry. Right. And Caruso is a very good defender, in my opinion. He is. Yeah. He is. I mean, he's very capable. Yeah, he's very right. capable. That that athletic ability and he and his strength because he actually got some size on him. Yeah. Like I think that he, that really helps Caruso and he's very you know determined. He doesn't like really allow you anything. He likes to you know even like make sure that they can't even get you the pass. Right. Yeah. I mean, he does his job. Yeah. He does his job, no doubt about that. Yeah. So, so if he can do his job, yeah, then you know I think that would be that would be a little tough for the Warriors. So I mean, I think what's key. Is Ubre? I know he's been struggling kind of all season, mm. but he's gonna be have to hit him some shots. Wiggins has been a little inconsistent, but he's also gonna have one of those more consistent type games. Right. Draymond's gonna have to do a good job running the running the offense. Um, a key thing that will hurt the Warriors a lot though is not having Wiseman. Yeah, no, I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah, because you know someone like AD, 
Especially because 80's trending up. Yeah. And then you got Drummond as well. Yeah. Trez, Gasol, like that, that's going to really hurt. I feel like that could get very one-sided. Right. You know, as long as the Lakers are playing very hard, which I think they will. Yeah. Then, yeah, that would be tough. But anyways. Yeah, I mean. That, that, that's all I had to say. I just wanted to give a full break. Yeah. No, hey, look, that was great. That was a very thorough breakdown. Yeah. And you made some great points. For both teams. I didn't want to be biased. Right, yeah. That was pretty objective. That was objective as you possibly could be, I, I feel. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it'll depend. A lot of it depends on how LeBron comes back. And we mm-hmm. talked about in the last episode, he said he'll probably never get back to 100% of his career. Yeah. And you and I have talked about this offline about how, for myself, even being a former uh, athlete, like, it wasn't so much that my body couldn't do the same things anymore mm-hmm. as I got older. It was that it took a lot more to get there. Yeah. So I was still fast at 30, right? Yeah. But it took a lot. Like, I had to really rev the engine up to get there, right? Where at 24, I could just go back and forth all day long, right? And the other part was recovery time. My Mm. recovery, I used to be like Wolverine. Like, all young people, you recover like that, right? Yeah. But as you get older, it's like your body just can't recover as quickly. So we'll see how LeBron comes back. But like I said on last episode... I've learned not to bet against LeBron, yeah. and I'm not going to do that now. So Yeah, LeBron, you know what? I mean, I get it. You know, there might be more of a – there might start to be more of a decline for him in terms of, like, athleticism and doing some of the freakishly athletic stuff right. that he's been doing over these last, like, this last nearly, like, two decades. Right. But – you could see an evolution in LeBron's overall game. Oh, yeah, definitely. Be- like, even more than it has been over these last couple, like, two, three years. Yeah. Because LeBron, you know, luckily for him, he hasn't been, you know, just going all off that athleticism. Right. Um, He's actually been trying to, you know, add some things into his game yeah. to make him just more of a skilled player. Well, he's a student of the game. Yeah, so you might start to see more of a mastery level from right. LeBron James. I hope to see that. I, I love to see masters at work. So yeah. I, I, I hope if this game does happen, I hope Steph goes off. I hope LeBron goes off. I hope AD. I hope it's just a great game, right? Yeah, I'm hoping for a blowout. But <laughs> <laughs> right. That, well, yeah. that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Now, you mentioned, you said um, about – Ended up playing like a, a Spurs team or a Memphis team or something like that, right? Mm. One team that we're not talking about out west that's got some young talent is the Pelicans. Not, yeah. I mean, we mentioned them earlier, but we're not talking about them with this playing game, right? Mm. Because they just they have not been good all season. I think they're currently in the eleventh or twelfth spot, but they have no chance really of getting into that playing game, right? Yeah. Um, and so recently, we found out that Zion Williamson is going to be out for the remainder of the season with a broken bone in his hand, I believe, right? Yeah. And the general manager of the Pelicans, who used to be the general manager of the Cavs when LeBron was there, David Griffin, mm-hmm. who I like and seems to be, I, I thought before the season was very, like, a very sober decision maker mm-hmm. until he fired, uh, what's, the, what's my guy? Alvin Gentry. Alvin Gentry. I was like, yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't think that was a good move, right? Yeah. But anyways, he said something along the lines of, well, Zion's out. He's hurt because of the NBS, the NBA's fault, because they're letting him get beat up, and we sent tape to the league and all that. He got fined $50,000 for criticizing the refs, right? Mm-hmm. And usually I'm like, like, what? That's a stupid fine, right? Mm-hmm. In this case, I'm like, what is David Griffin talking about? 
Yeah. Right? Like, Zion Williamson is a 280-pound wrecking ball yeah. who does not shoot outside of seven feet. So yeah. it's like he's constantly crashing into the lane. Mm. And I don't feel like the officials are letting him get beat up. Like Yeah, like he gets his foul calls. Yeah, he gets a lot of foul calls, right? Yeah, and, you know, rightfully so because he draws them. It's not like he's just flopping all over the court. Right. Like, he's like, no, like, if y'all are not going to guard me, okay, cool. I'm going to go ahead and get this easy 30. Right, yeah, that's a good point. And so, again, Uncle Lenny and I had a long conversation before this this episode um, because we were talking about just the, the, the benefit and the value of intensity. Mm-hmm. Right. And Uncle Lenny made a great point. Said a lot of it is just in the environment that you're in, that yeah. you choose for yourself, that you're drafted into or whatever it may be. Right. Um, even like with your family. And I was like, that's a you know, I know that. But hearing him kind of articulate that again, I'm like, that's a great point, because in this case with Zion and it kind of ties into your point about master, I'm like his game needs to develop a lot. Yeah. He cannot continue. And Zion has a good basketball IQ. But he doesn't really have moves, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. He actually has more moves in the air, if that makes sense, than he does on the ground. Oh yeah, right. Just, he know, like the way ac- he contorts. He's very acrobatic, right? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really have moves. He can't shoot, and he can't go right. Yeah. So it's like, if he's gonna get to that level of mastery, he needs people to to push him. Yeah. Not to make excuses for him. So I, I just didn't like that move by David Griffin at all. Yeah. Like, so do you think that if they continue to lose, right, two seasons in a row, mm-hmm. um, do you think that Zion will end up staying? Or do you think he, he rolls out? He he made some comments about the Knicks recently and about 11 playing in Madison Square Garden, and they're obviously trending up. Yeah. Um. Well, first of all, his boy RJ Barrett is there. That's a good point. That's a great point. And you got someone like Julius Randle, who is also a, a skilled big. Right. So, you know, that I think that could be a nice little, you know, yeah, yeah, pairing. Tough. Yeah, uh the Knicks also if they could get like a guard or right. something, that would right. be that would be great for them as well. But um like I've been saying for these past couple of months, I I really do feel like that there's going to be a star in the league that, you know, gets traded to like a major team or something. Like I feel like he's going to get traded to a team with another young star that you know already is like a pretty good team. So like maybe like Zion, I don't know if it's gonna happen. Like he gets traded to like Mavericks or something like right. that, or maybe Tatum is like you know I'm tired of this, and maybe he goes to I don't know plays with Morant. Like I don't know, or maybe Morant goes plays with Mavericks, or someone goes to the Celtics. Like it all could just end up you know in a crazy place. Yeah, I I I've been saying it for the past couple months that I really feel like one of these young stars or one talents mm-hmm. or young talents right. is going to go to one of these you know teams that are going to be considered powerhouses. You did say that in the future. You did say that. And one of my main picks is probably like the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Zion says going to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. You know, like it can it can get really crazy here in a couple of years. <laughs> it could get really crazy. The, the way you. You kind of put the cherry on top of that. It could get kind of crazy in the next couple of years. Yeah. And to think about now that you're saying that, I forgot about R.J. Barrett, who's had a good season. Mm-hmm. He's had a really good season. He's kind of been overshadowed by Julius Randle and mm-hmm. some of the young stars, right, from his draft class, like John Zion. But to think about those three together, I mean, that that's a lot of – they've got some size and they're all three left-handed. Yeah. That would be kind of wild for real. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Three strong, uh, skilled left-handed players like that, young dudes too. 
That would be kind of tough. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I was talking about the next time on the point guard. Um, he he's getting kind of older, but Derrick Rose has been very good. For oh him. yeah, he's been playing great. Yeah, he's been playing great for them. Now you know he is getting a little bit older, so you know it, it probably won't last for too long. Right for the next. But I mean, he can hold it up for a couple more years. Yeah, probably. I agree. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah, I, I think uh, you hit it right on the head when you said it could get crazy here in the next couple of years. But it, it goes back to what we said earlier about how there's there's a, some transition in the air. Right? Yeah. LeBron can't hold on to it forever. Right? Mm-hmm. And then even guys like Chris Paul, who's had a resurgence recently and is a, a legitimate MVP contender. Yeah, even right? last year. Even last year, right? Like, this, what he's doing has been amazing, right? Yep. But you, these young boys, Father Time is undefeated. And these young boys, they're coming. And they're hungry. And they're learning the game. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the NBA, aside from the crazy foul call sometimes... Mm-hmm. I think is in a very exciting place. Yeah. And this is without fans for the most part. I can't wait till next season. Hopefully they can pack the arenas again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this, this is going to be fun to watch. I hope Zion – matter of fact, I'm going to put that out there. I hope Zion does go to the Knicks for, for them firing Alvin Gentry because I was whack. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, y'all don't deserve Zion. Right. <laughs> or um, a guy that I'm a fan of mainly because he is skinny and he is talented. Um, I'm at least sk- <laughs> I'm at least skinny. So, and I like to play basketball. And you're talented too, man. No show you Okay, so okay. So, I'm skinny and talented. Uh, Brandon Ingram. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, so one of those two y'all have to lose. Preferably Zion. Right, right. Because Brandon Ingram's been in the league for a couple years. And I'm not sure if he's peaked or what, but. Well, I think it's, it's kind of like how Julius Randle said when he went to the Knicks. He needed someone that was going to push him. Mm-hmm. And. I heard some older folks saying that some people in my generation, I'm saying older folks, saying, oh, that's weak. Why you need somebody pushing up? No, we all need someone that's going to push us. Yeah. And I actually commend Julius Randle for being honest about that. Yeah. For saying, I, you know what? I need someone that I don't know how, how to unlock my full potential. Yeah. And obviously, Tom Thibodeau, love him or hate him, he's, he's done that. He's got yeah. the Knicks playing like a team. Making yeah. rotations, making the extra pass, boxing out, yeah. crashing the glass, diving on the floor, running lanes. Like they, they're a good team. Oh yeah. Right? And I don't. I used to always say, "Suck like the Knicks." Like, no, the Knicks are good. The Knicks yeah. are. They're a good team. And if I'm on the, in the East, I don't want to play the Knicks in the playoffs. Nah. I definitely don't. Nah. Um. Even if you're a team like Brooklyn, because right. I mean, like the Knicks are good defensively. Like yeah, they're better, they they're, better, they're better defensively than Brooklyn for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um. So and so like I feel like depending on how high your offense is or you know how how much your offense is clicking that night. Right. Like Brooklyn is very beatable. Yeah. No, I opinion. totally agree. Especially if you have like a good big. And I that, totally agree. And that's why um I think it was you who said it was like you know Brooklyn's gonna have to beat Philly. Oh yeah. yeah, like oh, yeah. like they're gonna have some. They're gonna have you know not a whole bunch, but Philly's gonna be some competition. Oh, that I like, and I'm not. I haven't been the, the biggest Joel Embiid fan, right? I'm on record saying that a lot of times because I feel like he flops too much. He does a little bit too much, but he's been great this year. Oh yeah, I've seen him dunk on multiple people because he's like, oh yeah, I got a mouse in the house. Forget all this extra stuff. You're getting dunked on. And if yeah. he decides to do that, and with the way that they can play defense, and yeah. with their shot-making ability, even, you know, take Ben Simmons out, right? Mm-hmm. But Embiid can make shots. Harris can make shots. 
Curry can make shots. Mm-hmm. They they've got a good team. Yeah, um, Danny Green. Too. Danny Green can make shots. That's a great point. Yeah, um, in my opinion, the best big in the league right now. If he didn't miss um, so much time, I feel like he'd definitely be the front runner for MVP for right Embiid. now. Yeah, Embiid. Yeah, and I. I actually still, like, if I was there, I still might give him the vote. Yeah. It's going to be close. I mean, Jokic, you can't deny what he's done this yeah. season. He's been incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's just, his skill level is stupid because he makes shots from all different types of angles. I know, um, but I'm still looking at it like, but Philly is still, like, the first seed, I'm true. pretty sure. No, so. that's a great point. That's a great point. I, it's really one of those things this year, in my opinion, you can't go wrong either way. You can't yeah. go wrong either way, in my opinion. Yeah, I wouldn't mind either. I prefer Embiid because I think that's who the MVP is. Right. But yeah, I probably you, you can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was gonna say I probably vote for Embiid. Only thing is, you're right. He he did miss like 19 games, which especially in the short seasons, like a quarter of the season. Yeah, I'm not. I listen. You know who I'm gonna vote for, and this is oh, a perfect yeah. segue. Oh, perfect segue. Yeah, maybe I should vote for him, too. (laughs) Maybe. Look, I would love to vote for CP3. I love what he's doing in Phoenix. But I'm voting for Russell Westbrook. Yeah. All day, every day. Who the other night tied Oscar Robinson for most triple-doubles all time. I think like 181. That's ridiculous, right? And he's going to break the record tonight against Atlanta. We're about to serve Atlanta. On a nationally televised game, yeah. right? Like, I might even have to crack a beer on a Monday night because we're like we're doing this. Yeah. We're doing this, and I'm definitely watching that game with you because it's one it's at seven thirty, rise early. Two, you bought me oven baked lace chips. <laughs> His favorite chips is right. Our no, second favorite. Second favorite, the pita chips. Yeah, those are favorite. Chips. Okay, sorry, second favorite. Here, but but oven baked lace, you can't go wrong with either one. Right, right. And <laughs> right. um, three, I have Mike and Ike's. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, and. Four, I just really want to watch that game. Yeah. Like, that's that's going to be an excellent game coming on here in about 20 minutes. Yeah. 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 So, we need to wrap this up. So, we're for real. Yeah. And I, again, another, I know you guys are probably like, well, I mean, if you listen, you know, I've been critical. I'm critical of folks. I like to critique folks. Mm. Not in a uh, malicious way, but just as a, a in an observational way, I should say. But Trey Young. Mm. He and Russell Westbrook are like the polar opposite of each other. Oh, yeah. So, we about to. <laughs> Damian, you know, right. give me that on the glass. Right, right. They're going to have to double team him. That, there's his assist right there. Right. And then, you know, Clint Capella, you know, Daniel Gafford boxed him out. Be like, there we go, Westbrook, and get the rebound. Yeah. And there's a triple double right there. Hey, look, there's I like how, how you're talking. I like how you're talking. Because yeah. Trey Young, obviously, is very skilled. He's another young up and coming player, right? Yeah, but he's baby. But he, he just, there's too much extra stuff. There's too much hunting for fouls. That are unnat like using an unnatural shooting motion. Like I just don't like any of that stuff, right? Yeah, I, I don't know if you know this, but like, like a lot of people hate the way Trey Young plays, and they really don't like watching him. Well, I that makes makes sense to me. And he yeah. seems like he's a nice young man. He's done a lot of stuff in the Atlanta community, mm-hmm. but I'm just like watching him. I don't enjoy it. Luka mm-hmm. Doncic similar. I don't enjoy watching him play, even mm-hmm. though I recognize just how incredibly skilled these guys are. James mm-hmm. Harden, another one, where I'm like, I don't like all the histrionics. You'll hear me say that word all the time with some of these guys. Same thing I was saying about Embiid earlier. I don't like all that stuff. Play mm-hmm. the game. I have no problem with you 
you know, hunt for a foul. But when you're doing unnatural stuff, when you're jumping way to the side to get into people, yeah. I know the ref rewards you for it, but it's like I, just, I don't personally enjoy watching that brand of basketball. And mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook is not about any of that. Yeah, same he, with LeBron. <laughs> right? He's I'm just sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I had to, do had to throw it in there, right? But Russell Westbrook's like, snatch the rebound. He's going straight down the lane, mm-hmm. dishing. Like, he, he's like, yeah, I just love the way that he's playing. And I was worried early in the season when he wasn't fully healthy. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. is this the end for us? And he proved me all the way wrong. Not that I was saying it was the end, but I had some concerns because I'm like, oh, that's yeah. my squad. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit older. And just... I love it. I love watching him play. I love, like you said, the leadership that he's brought to the team. Mm-hmm. It's been great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Westbrook, I mean, definitely just, you know, phenomenal player. And, you know, the fact that he's break, about to break this, this record tonight. Yeah. I think I don't really – I think Atlanta's one of the best teams he can play for the right, record. Right, right. That's a great point. Yeah, unless he's playing like the Kings because Oscar Robertson right. played for the Kings. Did he? Uh he yeah he played for the Kings. I thought it was the Bucks. Yeah, Kings and Bucks. Oh okay, dang. Yeah he, I think he averaged like thirty in his first like season. I didn't even know he played for the Kings. I, no, it was way. the Cincinnati Royals. Oh that's right, dang that's hey that's good. Dap me up, dap me up. That was good. It was the Royals. Yeah. Dang, that's what's up, man. Yeah, and if you search up a stat line, which if you click on a stat line right there, look at his numbers in the first season. God. 30, 30 and a half points. Oh, my God. With, like, nine assists. And then the next season, 30. Well, hold 30. on, hold on. You got to give him the whole stat line. 30.5, 30 and a half points, 9.7 assists, 10.1 rebounds. First season. In the first season. Good gracious. In the next season, 30.8 points, 11.4 assists, and 12.5 rebounds. That just sounds stupid. 12 and a half rebounds. That's like... If a center's average in that right now in the league, you're like a top three rebounder. Of course. In the league. And you're doing that at at point guard? Yo, like, like Hold on. Look at his career numbers. Just a little sidebar. 20, 25.7 points per game. Seven and a half, nine and a half. Seven and a half rebounds, nine and a half assists. Yo, like. Or 48.5% shooting. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he's different. Yeah, he we is. Might, he might, we might actually have to do a whole episode. For Oscar Robinson, because he's from an earlier era, and he, I don't feel like he gets the same recognition as like the Bill Walton's, the Kareem's guys. That I mean, not Bill Walton's, uh, Bill Russell's, like Kareem's, the Wills. Maybe we should do a Russell Westbrook Oscar Robinson. Maybe episode. we should do that. Yeah, I yeah, mean, this this is ugh six five two oh five. I knew he was a bigger guard, but good lord, six five two oh five. I mean, that's not even like huge. Like you had players like um, Magic Johnson, LeBron, sometimes with the point Ben Simmons. Yeah, but, I mean, that's still a pretty big guard. And he actually, oh, yeah. his little, like, pull-up jump shot was nice. Oh, yeah. Like, he'll put you on the on the box. Like, you're talking about uh, Westbrook versus Trey Young tonight. He'll put Trey Young on the box and turn and hit that little turnaround all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Like, you know, he definitely just take it to the block. Yeah. Just, yeah, and I see him hit some people, like, cross over into the pull-up. Yeah. Cash. Like, yeah. Yeah, Oscar Robinson was a good player. Shh. Like, all time, don't can't even say good. It's all time great, legendary. All time great. Yeah, we might we might have to we might have to show the big O some love, man. Because this is looking at these numbers is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, like could you imagine Oscar Robertson and Kareem on the same on the same team and could, like you actually get to like witness it? I couldn't actually. Yeah, like Robertson and Kareem on the boards, 
and you know like Kareem's seven foot two as well yeah. and, he, and and like he's long yeah. too Oof. like I don't even know what you would do yeah about that like take L's oh yeah have to take big L's take L's like serious L's <laughs> right yeah yo so I don't have a bank robber section because I didn't want to do that this week because we're like this is our 50th I was going to say anniversary our 50th episode yeah. I didn't want to just dedicate like a, a segment to, to stepping on somebody yeah you know what that's a good idea I won't, okay. I won't have a bank robber okay and then, but I also didn't do a year and all so can you think of any a year or nah yeah okay so yeah or nah that um you saying Russell Westbrook you'd vote for him um as MVP was it biased yeah or nah is it biased? Yeah. Uh, it is biased. It is. It is 100%. Um, well, not 100%. I'd say like 75%. Because you know I always say MVPs got to win games. Mm-hmm. Right? But, like on the surface, our win-loss record is not good. Right? Mm-hmm. But we have been the hottest team in the league for like a month now. Right? Mm-hmm. And the numbers that he's putting up are video game numbers. They're oh, yeah. ridiculous. I mean, like 35 points, 17 rebounds, 14 assists, like crazy stuff like you that. You might not right? even be able to do that in 2K. Yeah, me. like for real, it's it's unbelievable. And <laughs> then what also made me, what like put it over the top for me is when Uncle Koki, Uncle Lenny, my man Joe Emirasabi, shout out to him, and myself went to the game where they played the Warriors a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And just seeing his intensity level, his playmaking ability, and again, the the intangible leadership thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the Wizards were down, we weren't playing good, and I turned to your uncles early in the fourth quarter, I said, it's over. It's over, because yeah. we're giving up offensive rebounds, we're not rotating, like, we, if we play like this, this is over. And Russ just kind of, like, galvanized, everyone said, let's go, mm-hmm. got a couple rebounds, got some buckets, some assists. Right. Next thing you know, the whole mood and energy shifting. Oh yeah. And we won that game. And it's like yeah. you can't. That's the type of stuff that doesn't always show up in the the box score. But mm-hmm. he's crushing the box score and he's doing the intangibles. Yeah. So yeah, it's biased to a certain extent. But like I said, the numbers he's putting up and the leadership he's demonstrating is like it's it's unbelievable. It's exceptional. So uh, how about you? What do you think? Uh, that that it was biased. Yeah. I think yeah a little bit, but um, you know Russell Westbrook has definitely got to be up there for MVP. I mean you got to look at it. I get it. There's some team some teams that like you know have like higher seedings and whatnot. When it's like the Wizards were not good before this, right? And exactly. it's like they was down and he carried them all the way back. Like to pick up like that, not a lot of players can do that. Right. Like that's very difficult to do. Yeah. Like, that's a good point. Plus that's that's a scary situation for real for teams. You know, being down, it's like you start to lose hope right. and stuff. And then, you know, even if you're playing hard and, like, you're losing games like that, then your chances start to go down. And it's like – or your ch- your chances, like, you know, it just starts to, like – start to run out of time in the season. Right. And then it's just boom like that. It's like, you know, your season's over. That's a good but point. the Wizards and specifically Westbrook picked us up. Yeah. And – you know, now it's looking like we're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going. We're going. I bet on that. We're we're going. I've been saying this for like a month. I said we're going to the playoffs, and they're about to prove me right. I have a year and all for you. All right. With the Nets, they have not been playing great recently, mm-hmm. right? 
Uh, I think they lost like four out of their last five or four out of six, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the Knicks have been playing great, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw an article where Anthony Davis was saying he's looking forward to playing against Julius Randle tomorrow, right? Oh, right, which is oh. like calling him out, but kill also him. kill him. The thing about <laughs> the thing about getting called out that means getting called out by a great player. Which means that that kind of validates you to a certain extent. Oh, yeah. Because a great player is not going to call out someone that's not good unless they got, like, a personal vendetta against them, right? So, yeah or nah, with the, the Brooklyn Brooklyn kind of, like, on the fence and the Knicks ascending, yeah or nah, New York is still the Knicks city. Oh, yeah. Like, New York's always going to be – or um, New York's always going to be the Knicks city. Okay. Like, no matter what the Knicks are looking like, I feel like – as long as they're literally, like, not like, bro, you should just, like, sell your team. Right, right. Like, you, okay. should, you, should, just sell the, you should just sell the team. Right. Like, unless it's like that, I feel like New York will literally always be the next city. Uh-huh. Um, kind of like the Lakers and Clippers situation. Oh, yeah. Like, LA's I, always going to be Lakers. Yeah, I think it's just going to, you know, be something that always ha- happens, always trends. Um, as long as like humanity is still like sane, oh my God. as long as humanity is still sane, <laughs> then the Knicks will always be Knicks City. Um, Brooklyn will be second, but you know, it's just like you ain't gonna touch the Knicks. Right. Like like yeah, you you can just know a couple of Knicks fans. Yeah. You know, just like you can meet a Knicks fan like every day. Right. Like on the street, like it's not that hard. Um, but my best friend Yeti Yell. Right. That's a good Knicks point. fan. Good point. His dad, Mr. Navarro, Nick fan. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, and I agree with you, but I, I do think that the Knicks were dangerously close to losing that grip. Oh, yeah. I do, because you talk about selling the team. People were calling for Jim Dolan to sell the team because oh, yeah. of just years of mismanagement and, like, bad PR stuff, like with Charles Oakley and Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. People did not take kindly to that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but they brought in like Steve Stout, who's doing some stuff with their. I don't know if it's like the management or the the imaging. Worldwide West. They brought in Tom Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought in one more guy. I can't remember his name. And obviously they got Julius Randle um, and R.J. Barrett, who's a very good player. Mm-hmm. And they've turned things around. But they were close. They were a little closer than maybe maybe folks realize. But I agree. Yeah, it's still gonna be in next town. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're in agreement on that. I got one last year or not, unless you got one. Yeah, no, you know it. Okay. Year or not, we should try to get Eric Collins to be our next guest on the podcast. Oh, yeah. If we yeah? can, then yes. All right, as our next guest. So we're going to reach it. Mr. Collins, we're going to come for you, man, because you're hilarious, bro. And we love <laughs> your dedication and your passion. Yeah, um... Definitely got to get Eric Collins on there, especially because he is trending. That yeah. man, like, he is beloved. Right. By, by Lee, like I said, like everyone just loves the way he commentates. Um, it, it also I think is you know a lot of people think it's like really funny. It is. Yeah, it's be- hilarious. Yeah, because you know some commentators like even me and you will like hear what they actually say. Yeah, we actually you know think it's funny. You know he always you know it's just like something he always says something to like laugh about. Right. Or like you know maybe pop a joke like. You know he he's great. He's he is. like I said, he's top three for commentators. Yeah, and who were who were the other two that you said? Cam Harlan, right. Doris Burke, and Eric Collins. Right, that's that's great. I mean, I'm sure he would love to hear that because that's a great company to be in. Because Kevin Harlan and Doris Burke are two of the ghosts. Yeah, I was listening to a, a interview with Carrie Champion today. 
Um, and she was saying, you know, she was on ESPN. She got the show with Jamel Hill. She got a new mm. podcast out. But she was saying that Doris Burke is one of the best to ever do it. And I'm oh, yeah. like, that's what we've been saying for so long. Like, she's yeah. so good, man. We love yeah. Doris Burke. We got to get Doris Burke on the podcast. Look, going forward, we coming after all y'all. We want all y'all to get on our podcast. Oh, yeah. Because even though we're not as big, have a national name or anything like that, we know what we're talking about. We love this yeah. game, right? And, hey, why not come chop it up with us? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, the, I agree. That's three things we agreed on, right? Yeah. Uh, the Westbrook MVP pick, slightly biased, but still, like, worthy of that pick, right? Uh-huh. Always going to be in Knicks town. And we going to Eric Collins. We're going to holler at you tomorrow, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, one more yeah or no. It's, it's pretty quick. All right. Um, yeah or no, Lakers will make it to the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 If the Lakers don't make the playoffs, listen, I know there are a lot of... Like, I, I've started to realize how many LeBron haters and Lakers haters <laughs> there actually really are out there. And, like, how crazy it sometimes sounds what they're saying. Like, like I hear, like, LeBron is washed and stuff like that. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, like, the playoffs is not, like, as good as it is without LeBron. Like, no, of course not. The playoffs has to have LeBron. Yeah. And that's just... Always until he retires. Yeah, they're not losing two games. They might. I think they beat the Warriors, but if they were to somehow lose to the Warriors, not somehow, if they lose to the Warriors because Steph goes thermonuclear, yeah. LeBron's not losing that next game. Yeah, it's like the Grizzlies or Spurs. Yeah, like, nah, that's not happening. That No, like that has to be impossible. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. look, we did four year and Nas, man. Why don't you go ahead and take us home? All right, so thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Hoop Life with Sean Sean podcast, episode 17 of season 2 and our episode 50 of this whole entire podcast great episode um if get rich or die trying that's the title oh yeah get rich or die trying shout out to 50 cent curtis jackson 50 cent yeah <laughs> great rapper right. um started listening to his music like a couple months ago <laughs> right i don't know if that's good or bad parenting by the way <laughs> you know it's mid it's yeah mid. yeah but if you haven't already make sure you go over to a podcast where it's five stars as always um, make sure you just write a comment let us know what you think about the podcast any suggestions that you have for us or any topics that we could do in future episodes and we are wherever we, you get your podcast podcast from we're there you know what it's Anchor, Spotify we're there so you know, don't even worry about you know having to look for us on different platforms because we are there absolutely and from our family and it's been a great episode and from our family to yours peace peace